Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Art Trek, a weekly podcast that explores the visual elements of the Star Trek franchise. I'm your host, Lee Sargent, and this week I'm talking about the Star Trek The Next Generation VHS case covers uh, for Season 1 and for Season 2. Now, before I get into that, thanks to everyone who chatted to me about the Star Trek The Motion Picture film poster from last week. That was fantastic and really appreciated. And last bit of business before we get into this, I just want to also thank uh, Colin for sourcing the opening music track. Uh, I often just beg him to find my music options because if I give it too much choice, uh, if I have too much choice, sorry, I'll just never pick anything. So... Just for reference sake, I'll include the photos of the VHS covers, if I can, in the show notes and on any podcast threads on social media. Go check out trekcore.com, who have all the VHS covers and are just a great source of general information. So I remember when the TNG videos started coming out and my local video store would get them in. And I don't know if I remember any other television show really doing this, so it might have been quite groundbreaking at the time. Uh, the covers had a diamond shape in the middle of them that contained a screenshot from the episode. And on the back there was kind of a, but not quite, a, a rainbow reminiscent of the Star Trek The Motion Picture artwork. But only blues and yellows, which was, it, it looks kind of washed out today. Uh, but at the time was probably quite uh, stylish. I don't know whether not the 80s, that was an 80s look or not. Uh, the main element that I'm interested in here particularly today though was the floating heads that form an arc across the cover featuring the cast uh we start with Riker. uh he's on the uh kind of left hand side of picard who's much larger than everyone else uh then there's dr crusher who's a little larger than than everyone else following her geordie troy and wharf they're all the same size but finally way in the back we've got tasha yar data and wesley crusher uh, which is kind of really interesting because flash forward to the films and data certainly got traded up uh, the poster for first contact for example has him almost equal with uh, picard without the without even having the rest of the crew there so he certainly tra- uh, became more prominent in the advertising for things uh, which is again a, a, an interesting kind of element to this cover now they're all kind of i think they're all painted uh, or they may have been they may have been kind of photos that had been treated so they look like paintings uh, i'm not 100 percent sure and i couldn't track down who the artist was who did them so if anyone knows certainly let me know that'd be really interesting uh because i'd love to know what the the process of that was because as i said i think they could easily be uh treated photos or if not then certainly they're obviously painted i have a vague memory of the second season vhs tapes coming out and they may have actually been released in australia at the same time as the first season but i this is why I wanted to kind of feature both season one and two, because one element really stuck out to my young, impressionable mind. On the show between season one and season two, Commander Riker grew a beard. And instead of redoing his image for the box art, they painted a very thin beard onto him. Uh, I would have said like airbrushed one onto his face. Uh, it clearly wasn't originally there, which for some reason I found fascinating as a kid. And I've thought about it often way too often uh looking at that image today for this podcast it's actually not that bad his beard kind of does look like that in the second season so i'm not sure why it stood out so strongly in my in my mind apart from the fact that it's clearly the the image itself has not changed they've just simply added the the beard onto it for second season gone is dr crusher replaced with, with pulaski and they definitely 
had to do some new floating head pictures, so they possibly could have done Riker's head again, but anyway. And gone also is Tasha Yar, and Data's still in the background. Uh, <laughs> I've actually never noticed this before, but they also painted Deanna Troy's new hair in. So, so they're definitely her, still the same face, but they've definitely painted extra hair onto her. They've also changed the colour of both Worf and Geordie's uniforms because they obviously changed in the second season. So they didn't leave, they didn't forget that part. So that's kind of neat. And for some reason, I always just assumed that it was Riker's beard was the only thing that was added into here, apart from Dr. Pulaski. One last element that uh, I noticed the difference between season one and season two's VHS covers is that the motion light trail coming out of the back of the Enterprise D for some reason, it's reduced in the season two cover. I, I don't really know why they would have even bothered doing that, but they've they've obviously redone that for some reason. the The Enterprise itself is still the same, but yeah, just that motion trail is a little bit less pronounced. Now, all these changes have me completely fascinated and curious now over what the changes would have been to the following seasons of the show and i and i'll definitely i'll definitely come back to this in a future podcast and have a look at the next seasons because there's definitely a huge amount of visual change throughout these these episodes uh and it'd be fascinating to see what they they how they change it to reflect the new looks especially since we'll be seeing new uniforms and Worf looks dramatically different than he does in season one going through I have a lot of fond memories of these VHS tapes. Long before streaming was possible, these are the only way you could watch any episode after it aired on television, at least in Australia. And to be able to watch episodes through the video rental store was really exciting. Uh, we also didn't really have the internet so far. So for some of these episodes, this was our first way of actually seeing them or catching up on them. Personally, I didn't buy the Next Generation tapes. Uh, there was way too many uh, tapes, and they were really, well, they were reasonably expensive, especially for a poor high school kid. I did slowly piece together the original series on tape, though that even that was just from a month-to-month process. It's really nice to take the time now to look at, to, like, to take a much closer look at these covers. When D Space Nine came out, their VHS covers were beautiful they were painted uh they were remarkable and these next generation ones are probably more functional than anything so i hope this has triggered some good memories for you or if you're too young to remember vhs given uh, given you a little insight into how we used to access these shows and what it looked like i wouldn't change them but only because they're part of my childhood Thanks very much for listening. As always, if you've got something to add, please do so over on Twitter, at Lee Sargent, over on Facebook at facebook.com slash stuff. Plus, you can send me an email at arttrek at leadrawstuff.com. And if you're feeling up to it, you could always visit the Anchor page and leave a short voice message. If you like this podcast and would like to support me, then head on over to patreon.com slash leaddrawstuff and sign up to be a backer. You get to see the behind-the-scenes pencil drawings as well as access to this podcast slightly earlier than everyone else. In next week's podcast, I'm going to be taking a look at a comic book cover, and it's going to be the Star Trek Volume 2, number 63 from DC Comics, and I hope you'll join me then. (laughs) 